Hello, 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 and thank you so much for joining me for the podcast of The True Power From Within. I do pray each and every day that this podcast touches you in the most amazing and encouraging way. So I want to start out with a story this morning, as I always do. So uh, last night, my husband and I, um, we recently downloaded the app on our TV called Pure Flix. And if you're not familiar with Pure, Fil- Pure Flix, it's actually, um, I like to call it a wholesome app, right? So it's an app that has a lot of spiritual um, movies on it and um, just good, you know, wholesome stuff, right? So um, we downloaded that a few days ago. And I'm going to tell you that ever since we downloaded that app, you know, I felt like Satan was attacking us, right? Because the app would not work. We literally got to watch two movies on the app the other day and we could not get the app to work. And it was the same thing last night. So I'm flipping through movies and there was one, it's called God's Compass, right? And it has the lady from War Room in it. And I was like, we've got to watch this movie because I loved her in that movie War Room. So I wanted to watch it. Well, it would not work, right? So I was like, I'm just going to click on another movie and I'm going to see if it's going to work. And I clicked on the next movie and it was called What If, okay? And I was like, okay, in the meantime, I'm rebuking Satan, okay? And I'm like, you're not welcome here. Get out of here. Ever since we downloaded this app, you don't want it to work, you know, and I'm, you know, steadily, you know, rebuking him. And so I was like, well, maybe we're meant to watch this movie. So we're watching the movie and I'm really in tuned with the movie. And when the movie was over, my husband's like, you were really in tune with that movie. Were you, were you thinking about your what ifs, right? And although he didn't mean any harm by what he was saying, but he sealed the deal for me because what he didn't know is that in that movie, God was giving me a word, Okay. He was giving me a word that I was supposed to bring this morning. So when he said that, he kind of sealed the deal for me, right? Because the movie was about a man that was, was you know, um, when he was younger, he had left. He was supposed to be a minister, okay? He was supposed to share the word of God. And instead, he chose to go into a life where he was an investment banker and he made lots of money and he lived for the money he made, right? He liked, he was, you know, greedy, he was selfish. And, and so an angel had came to him and basically kidnapped him, right? He's driving down the road in his fancy, fancy car. And um, he, I think he said it was a $250,000 Mercedes, right? He made sure that he pinpointed that out in the movie. So um, he's driving and all of a sudden, all the lights on the dash work. He literally just drove this car off the lot, right? The check engine light comes on, you know, had no gas in it. I mean, like out of nowhere. So then this angel appeared to him and he was, you know, telling him he is going to, you know, he was about to see something, right? So basically what happened was God made him go back and see what he had missed in his life. Because he chose greed and he chose selfishness, right? And he chose to do all the things in his life that he was doing at that time. So God had made him go back to the same woman that at the beginning of the movie, he was actually leaving her and he was only supposed to be gone for six months, right? 
and she had given him a Bible. He dropped the Bible before he got on the bus and it was, you know, it was an amazing movie, right? Because God made him go back and see the things that he missed in his life, right? He made him live out the calling that he had on his life. Now, at the beginning, it was a train wreck because he was a pa- he was be- becoming a pastor of a church, right? So his first sermon was make more money, right? Make more money so you'd be happy, right? That was his first sermon. And, you know, as he began and he kept going back to this angel and he's like, what is the point of this? Why am I going through this? Like, I like my life that I have, you know, I want to go back to my life. And the angel kept telling him, well, you know, you have to see this first. So anyways, he, he began to change. He began to see and embrace what God was trying to show him. Right. Um, and you know, by the end of the movie, they had taken him, you know, because he was a pastor, the angel came to him and said, there's somebody, there's a man at the hospital that is, is passing away and and they need you. So he went to the hospital and basically the man in the bed was basically him, right? He had, you know, um, been rich. He was, you know, he knew that he had, you know, done a lot of bad things and, you know, all of this stuff. Well, in the, in the midst of praying for this man, um, he was actually praying for himself, right? And asking God for forgiveness. And the things that he was saying to this man was just right along the lines of everything that was going on in his life and what he had done, right? So then they said, well, you're going to go back to your old life. And he's like, no, I don't want to go back to my old life. Like, why did you bring me here? Why did you show me all this? Right? So the movie is just about what ifs, right? And, you know, I want to, I'm going to bring a message this morning, but it's, it's, it, it's triggered something in me, right? It triggered something in me when I was watching that because how many times in life do we say, what if I would have done this differently? What if, you know, um, I would not have been on drugs. What if I would have not gone to prison? What if we, what if ourselves, right? And I think that when we do that, Okay, we are in a way questioning the path that God has put us on, right? Because I can think back and, you know, I can think about what if I would have met my husband 20 years ago, right? Would my life been different? Would I have gotten, you know, been sober and not went to prison? What if I would have listened to my grandparents when I was 16 years old and I was this rebellious little toot, right? What if I would have listened to them and I would have went to college and then I would have had a normal life? Like, what if, right? But here's the fact of both of those. At the age of 16, I was so angry, I would have never listened to anybody other than myself, all right? The reality is, is that I would have met my husband 20 years ago, all right? Both of us having a testimony in different areas, we would have destroyed each other, all right? And so if, you know, if I would have not made the mistake of being with a man that was abusive, I would have never had my three beautiful children, right? So we can what if our lives all that we want to, but the fact is when we're what ifing everything, we're questioning God's plan for our life. Because each what if is a question, right? What if I would have? 
What if I wouldn't have done this? What if I would have done that? It's a question, right? So when you're putting that out into the, in, into your, your life, right? You're questioning the plan that God has for you. All right. And here's the thing. We don't only do that to ourselves. We do that to other people as well. Right? Well, if so-and-so would have done this, that wouldn't have happened to them. Right? If so-and-so would have listened to me, they wouldn't have been through what they went through. If so-and-so would have done exactly what I told them to do, they wouldn't be sitting in jail right now. Right? We do that to people. And we do that to ourselves. But think about it like this. If all of those what ifs wouldn't have happened, where would you be today? I know I wouldn't be sitting here sharing a word with you. In fact, if all of the events in my life would not have happened the way they did, I probably wouldn't be here right now. Because I probably would be sitting in prison for the rest of my life or I would have been dead because of an addiction, right? If I would not have went through everything I went through as a child and got in the trouble that I've got into and all of that, I could not have grown to be who I am today. And I will be the first person to tell you that prison and addiction changed my life. Okay? Addiction was just the beginning, right? Prison came after. And although I didn't go to prison because of my addiction, but because God set me still for a moment so that I could hear, have an ear to hear, right? And I could be quiet so that I could hear his voice so that he could work in my life. So what if I wouldn't have gone to prison? So think about that right now. Think about all the times that you say what if to yourself. Because when you say what if, you're questioning the plan that God has for your life. Right? Because if you would not have been through those bad relationships, you wouldn't have got to the one that you're in today. Right? If you wouldn't have been in that addiction, you wouldn't have the testimony to help the next person who is. If you wouldn't have been to prison, you would not have gotten sober, right? Because you can't do it on your own. You know, if you would not have, you know, been, um, you know, homeless, or if you would not have been, you know, abused as a child, you would not have the testimony to help other people. Now, don't get me wrong. I am not saying that trauma is good because it's not good, okay? But what I want to express to you is what came out of all of that. And when you question it with the what ifs of your life, you're questioning the plan that God has for you. So what I want you to what I want to tell you today is I want you to do this. Instead of saying what if, I want you to say what did I Replace the what if with what did I? What did I learn? What did I take away? 
what did God give me in those moments that I'm what ifing my life? Because everything happens to you for a reason. And some people don't think that. And in fact, life doesn't always happen to us. It happens for us. It happens for us to give us a learning experience and a growth experience so that we can fulfill the vision that God has for our lives. But sometimes we allow our words to dictate something completely different in our lives. Right? And not only do we allow our words to dictate what's happening in our lives, but we also allow it to happen in other people's lives. Because when you're what ifing other people's lives, you're questioning the, the vision and the, um, and the path that God has for them. And it was funny because, you know, God brought me to a, a, a place in the Bible. And although in, in here, it's in Colossians, Colossians 4, when he brought me to this place, passage, although it was about talking to non-believers, but I think it really applies in today's time because there's so much chaos and there's so much noise around us that, you know, we don't pay attention to what comes out of our mouth, right? And although I feel like because of society today, we, we don't often talk like we used to, right? Because we're either texting or we're on social media. And, you know, in 2020, I think the Bible probably, or 2021, the Bible probably would have said that um, instead of saying that, the, you know, what comes out of your mouth, you know, is life or death, whatever's in the power of the tongue, I think that it probably would have said the power of the thumbs, right? Because we're so quick to say something bad about people or talk about people. And let me tell you something. I have been dealing with, you know, and God's been dealing with me on this situation because I tell you, I, I am judgy. I am judgy. I I am one, right? I am the one. I am judgy. I will say something about somebody very quickly, right? And what it is, is because in my past, I had no filter, right? In my past, I would fight somebody in a minute, right? In my past, I did not care what people thought about me, nor did I care what people thought about what I said. But now God's dealing with me on a whole nother level. So every time I literally was in Cracker Barrel the other day and I saw somebody and I don't even remember what it was, but I remember the thought, right? I had a thought about them. I was like, oh, I know what it was. It was an older gentleman and he came up to us and he's like, oh, well, they only have two cooks today. So you guys need to make sure that you have your, you know, y'all are on the list. And I'm, and my husband's like, oh, well, we're already on the list. And I was thinking to myself, oh man, mind your business. That's what I was thinking, right? But God is working on me with this because I'm telling you, our mind is a battlefield, right? So we're, we're sitting here and we, we, we are so, and even if it doesn't come out of your mouth, it's still there, right? You're, you're, it's still there. You're still thinking it. And every time I think about that, it's like, it's almost like God slaps me in the back of the head and I'm like, oh Lord, I am so sorry, right? Please help me in this area because I am bad at it. And I'll admit that, right? He is not finished with me by any means. But 
you know, he brought me to a verse in Colossians, Colossians 4, verse 6, and it says, be wise in the way that you act with those people who are not, no, wait, hold on, dun, 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 Um, six, when you talk, you should always be kind and wise, and then you will be able to answer every person in the way that you should, right? In another uh, version, it says that make sure that all of your words show grace, that's pretty, that's pretty powerful, right? Make sure that all of your words show grace. In fact, I think that, let me just check really quick and I'm going to tell you what it says. Let your speech be always with grace seasoned with salt that you may know what you ought to answer each one and your words should always be with grace, right? And I think a lot of times we don't speak with grace. We just speak whatever we say, right? Whatever comes to our, our mind comes out of our mouth. And, you know, so in that, we're questioning other people's paths. We're questioning and judging the path that God has for somebody, right? Because in, in, with me being in prison, being an addict, trust me when I tell you, people have judged me. People have judged me. People have said, if you would have listened to your grandparents, if you would have, you know, not been out there uh, selling drugs, if you would have not done this, if you, you know what? But that was the plan that I had to go through in order to get where I am today. Because I'm going to tell you, I would have been still in those streets. I would have still been uh, selling drugs. I would have still been in an abusive relationship. I would have, you know, possibly been dead or in prison for the rest of my life. So the, the road that I had to walk down was because God was doing something in my life. And he needed me to see this because the vision that he has for my life is sharing my story with other people to help them right? To help the next person. They say, when you're climbing the ladder, make sure that you reach back for the person behind you. And that's exactly what I'm doing. But I would have never had this testimony ever. I would have never had a testimony. I would have been going to church with my grandparents up until they passed away, learning, knowing that everybody in church is perfect, that pastors are just this reincarnation of of, of God, right? Because that's what I learned as a child is that pastors are perfect and they are not really human. And so I feel like when we question our, when we, what if ourselves and we, what if others were questioning the plan that God has for our lives and for their lives as well. And then, you know, I was listening to a podcast this morning and this lady said this, and I think that this is very powerful Questions create access, but accusations close hearts. What? Questions create access, but accusations close hearts. When we begin to what if other people, if we begin to tell them what they should have done or could have done or would have done and all of this stuff, we're closing hearts of other people just to make ourselves look better. When in fact, we're not any better. We're not. We're all created the same. We all have the exact same choices. We can all either choose to say kind words or ugly words. But I think in a moment in time, as as all the noise and chaos around us, 
I think that we should all choose to show grace, to show kindness, to show love, and ask questions instead of making accusations. Because that's what's happening. You hear it on the news. You see it on Facebook. You see it on Instagram. You see it everywhere. People in this world do not ask questions to get an understanding, right? They don't ask questions in this world to, um, to truly understand what somebody else is going through or to hear their story. They ask questions so that they can make accusations about somebody. And slowly by surely, our world, the hearts of our, the people that are in this life and in this world right now, our hearts are beginning to get hard and they're beginning to close because of all the negativity that's going on. So I ask that as a small part of this world, make sure that your, world, that your words are full of grace. Make sure that you truly, truly care about somebody by asking questions, right? That are, um, that are kind and that you can get understanding and listen to what people are saying so that we can have more people in this world that's hearts are not closed and are, are open and that they're vulnerable and that they can heal and that they can know that they're not being judged because they've been through something in their life. So today, I just want to encourage you to stop the what-ifs, to stop questioning the plan that God has for you, to stop questioning other people's paths because that's not our place, and to open up your heart to, to grace and kindness because in reality, I know I, God has given me so much grace and so much mercy that I don't deserve. And although the next person in God's eyes may not deserve it, but he gives it to us anyways. So we should want to be in the world doing the exact same thing. And that's showing kindness. And that is, you know, seeking to understand people's points of view and understand where they're coming from in, in this life and truly show love to one another. So today, I just say thank you guys so much for hanging in there with me. Um, I hope that this added some value to your life this morning. If it did, please share it on your social medias. Um, if you're on listening to the podcast, please go ahead and share it also to your social media. Leave a review for me if you can. I would appreciate that. And um, Or tag some people in the comments that need to hear this this morning. But I thank you again for supporting me and being on here with me. And uh, I hope you have an absolutely amazing day. See you again soon. Bye-bye.